Good morning, everyone. Let's see. I see Laria. Welcome to Hi. coaching. I see the new head the headphones. Today's Wednesday, so hopefully we have as many people as usual. But it, since it's a short week, all right, let's see. We're going to give each other about three, four more minutes to get started. I'm going to put everybody on mute. If you want to ask any questions, you know how to do it. Go to the chat, and I'll be more than glad to answer it for you. See, Maria, Brian, Inad, Julia, Luis, Marco, Alisa, Graciela. I saw Alisa yesterday. Luis, I didn't see you yesterday. All right, let's see. Alisa, I saw yesterday, but Luis, I didn't. All right, that's fine. That's okay. Remember, we have a different session on Tuesdays at 1 also. That's for a different group. But uh, let's see. We're going to give him two more minutes. Yeah. I'm gonna mute everybody. There we go. Marcus from Orlando, right here. There you go. How are you, sir? All right, let's see. We got a bunch of people still to the line. Let's see here. See, I get to know you guys around the country because you interact on the forum. The more you interact, the more you ask questions, the more I remember you guys. And there is a Jose, Jose, he's in Miami, but I know him very well now. He should be getting a popping into the call. Let's see if he's here. And that's just an example. No, he's not here today. I understand. I'm not expecting as many people today. Just our call, as you know, it's on Mondays. So good morning, good morning, Marcus, Ada, Graciela, good morning. <clears throat> let's see, let's give him one more minute and get started. The more you ask me questions, the more I get to know you, the more I get to understand exactly where you are, where you want to go to, where you want to get to, what your goals are, the activities you need to performing a daily basis to get there. One more minute and we'll get started. All right, let's go three, two, one. Welcome everyone to another weekly planner call. 
Today we do it on Wednesday because Monday was a holiday. So I do not expect as many people as usual and the call today, but here we are. If it's fewer people today, we have more time to answer all your questions. As always, I'm gonna get started with the questions from the previous week in the forum. The ones that I found not more important, but more common, okay? I don't want to make a distinction between uh, uh, more important or, uh, or less important. I wanna make a distinction. I, I pick some questions that I see uh, you guys asking over and over and over again. So I wanna go over that first, and then I'm gonna open up as every single week to every single question you might have, all right? Very important. So I, before I get started with the questions, I, I want to make sure that you understand this one actually, let me show you this one right here, which is the first one that I got. And then I'm gonna jumpstart with that share screen right here with you. I wanna show you this right here, which is very important. All right, slide show from current. There we go. Let's talk a little bit. Okay, there you go. So Elvis asked the question, what, I asked him, what is the number one thing you need in order to grow your business? And all of you, you know, regardless of how many people we get in a weekly basis, and there are a lot of people in some weeks and sometimes fewer people, we get a lot of new, new, new agents joining the coaching every week. And you're gonna get an email from me or my brother, many times from both of us, right? Asking you exactly what is it that you need, right? How can we help you accomplish your goal? And that comes directly from me. All right, so I know that I saw Eliana right, Eliana right here with the headphones and I see that's, uh, she joined about two, three days ago and that email came exactly from me. That is not a copy paste email. That is not coming from one of our associates. And yes, we have a, a lot, a lot of agents in coaching, but we wanna make sure we establish that, establish that relationship. And, and the more you engage with us, the more questions you ask, the more we, need, we get to understand what you need, where you are, where you want to go to, and then give you the assignments and direct you in coaching exactly to what you need to do next, all right? It's not about doing a, a lot, a lot of things. It's about doing few things in a daily basis. Uh, the top agent... Oh, yeah. One second. Oops, I think somebody's speaking right here. Let me make sure that I mute everybody. Everybody, there we go. You guys can mute yourself. I really appreciate it. Let me mute right here. Mute all. There you go. All right. So I'm going to share this with you. And I have Lola right here. Lola is a long, long-term friend, also a coach, and she works with us. She works in different aspects. She doesn't work for me. She works with us in a different project. So Lola, it's very nice to have you here many, many years of coaching experience. So I'm gonna share right here my screen with you. And I'm gonna get started right here. This is a question that I asked Kelvis, what is the number one thing you need in order to grow your business? And he said, generate enough leads, all right, for most people. And the second thing, uh, he said, create a marketing machine. And uh, understand, generating leads and marketing is exactly the same. And I wanna make the distinction, right? So lead generation is exactly the same as marketing. So we need to do two things, right? In order to be successful as real estate agents. Number one, generate more leads. Number two, convert those leads into more clients. Lead generation, it's called what? In the technical, the technical words, marketing. Many of you already know that if you've been in coaching for a while, right? Lead conversion, it's called selling. Two completely different set of skills. Marketing, it's everything we do out there, whether it's online Elvis or 
offline, right? And there are only four buckets of marketing, four buckets. I'm gonna go from the cheapest one, and I say this pretty much every single week. I'm, I'm gonna go from the cheapest one, email marketing. You need to have an email marketing system, and pretty much everybody, unless you are an exception, everybody already has the real estate black box, all right? So the email marketing sequence, campaign, automation, and segmentation for buyers and sellers, you already have it here. So all you need is to have, if you don't have it, it's the email marketing of the residents, the owners in your area. You need to get that. If you don't know how to get that, email us at info at monteroorganization.com, info at monteroorganization.com, and we'll refer you to two or three different companies around the country, nationwide companies that can provide you with that. It's very inexpensive. You need that, right? So in order to generate more leads, we need to do number one, it's what? It's email marketing. Number two, social media. I'm going from the cheapest to the most expensive. Social media is number, number two. Online marketing and finally, offline marketing. If you want more details about those different four buckets, I'll be more than glad to explain that to you. Right? But again, if you want to generate more leads, Elvis, if you want to have a marketing machine that generates the leads, you need to have those four buckets. Right? And my top agents, right? These are some of the top agents in the nation, and I coach most of those people, top, top agents doing 120, 200, 300 transactions a year. You can go to our site and see their names, look at the transactions in their website, top, top agents in the nation. They are not only doing one of the four, they are doing the four of them, right? So it's very important. Remember that one of the strongest feelings we humans have is what? One of the strongest feelings is what is that connection? It's familiarity, right? So when you see a very famous person in the street, what do you do? You keep looking, you start at that person. You might not say anything, but it still it gets your attention and you keep looking back. Same thing when you're in a restaurant, you see a famous person. It's just a regular person, maybe with a little bit more money and fame, but it's pretty much another person, another human being. But the family person have been virtually in your home in your office in your phone in your bedroom right everywhere with you so we need to make sure that we create that familiarity with the people we want to do business with it's all about frequency and consistency so it's not when agents ask okay well, tell me the number one tip to generate more leads is to have the ability to be in those four quadrants it's all about frequency and consistency it's not about only doing Email marketing. It's not about only doing social media. Tell me about how can I create a great campaign on Facebook? Listen, for me, for my own, own productivity, all right, and my team in-house, my team, our number one lead generation source is Facebook ads. But I'm not saying that Facebook ads, it's better or the only what you should do, all right? You should have all of them. You should get in front of your clients via email, then via social media, then online, then offline. Got it? So when people initiate a call, when people do an open house, and it's the first time the buyer or the seller sees them, it doesn't create that much traction. But when the client has seen you in all those different, right, different areas, different buckets, then it's much easier for people to do business with you. Remember, our number one principle it's much easier for people to do business with you when they find you instead of when you find them. And how do you do that, Elvis? By having the marketing machine that has the four pockets. Email, social media, online, 
and offline marketing. That is key. And if you have any questions about marketing, about those four buckets, which, you know, in, in offline, what do you refer to offline, Orlando? What are the best online methods? Please write it down in the, in the chat, and I'll be more than glad to answer that for you, right? But it's very, very, very important, guys, that you understand that in order to constantly have your pipeline full, you need to make sure you do the right marketing. That is the key to growing your business, all right? Very, very important. So I hope that answer that answers your question, Elvis, generating more leads and having a marketing machine. So right now, your first note of today should be, what is going to be my number one, my first, one of my, my first marketing platform? Do I already have the black box set up, my email marketing campaign? If you already have it, check that box. Perfect. You have already this setup. If you don't, you need to call our customer services included in your membership. All right. We are not selling you anything. You already have it. Make sure you talk to our customer rep, to our team, so we can help you set it up. It's very simple. You don't need any tech uh, ability to set this up. Number two, ask yourself, do I have the list of emails of the owners in my area? If the answer is no, then you need to make sure that you create that, all right? That you get that. If you have that already, then you go into number two. Do I have a social media campaign, not posting, a paid social media campaign that is going to allow me to generate leads? Listen to this, this is key. In a daily basis. You need to be generating new leads in a daily basis at least, at least at minimum five to 10, at minimum five to 10 leads, all right? Then number three, ask yourself, if I have that also checked, perfect. Now going to number three, do I, am I using Zillow? Am I using realtors.com? Am I using Google ads? If the answer is not, and you already have email marketing and social media, then you need to ask yourself, right? Am I ready to do that? Do I have the budget? And finally, Number four, offline marketing. Are you doing magazines, radio, more, uh, newspaper ads? Are you doing that? And if not, the question is, is that the next step? I always get my uh, weekly planner calls asking you the following question. What is the number, let's see if you guys know, what is the number one seller's lead generation in the industry? Number one, seller's leads generation. Let's see if anybody knows, because I've said it many, many times, what is, if you want to generate seller's leads, what is the number one source of lead, seller's lead generation? Sebastian, you got it. 100% Sebastian said it. Very simple is what? Open houses, guys. That's offline. By the way, how much is an open house? It's almost for free, whatever the doors that you bring to the open house. It's not a big deal, right? So my question is, Every single week I ask you, are you doing at least, at least two open houses? And if not, the reason, the question is why? Well, I don't have a listing. Talk to your broker and ask your broker to allow you to use a listing from the office in your farming area. You don't know how to do an open house? Make sure you download our guide, the open house guide, the four steps, what to do before, how to uh, advertise your open house, what to do during the open house, and finally, what to do after the open house. Open houses by themselves don't work. They do work very well if you know how to use the guide that I show you right here. Very good, very important. By the way, this guy right here 
is the number one agent in Miami, Day County, in Miami, over three transactions per year. And he says it, all right, been working with him for a long, 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 long time. He says, I have two priorities for my team. Number one is to collect as many, by the way, Riley Smith, I highly recommend you watch that interview in the Miami Real Estate Show, Riley Smith. Very, very, very good, all right? One of the most knowledgeable agents in Miami and number one in terms of volume, number of transactions closed. He says, the two objectives, number one, to collect as many emails as possible in a daily basis in a daily basis. That's number one. He says a very, very good quote that I like. Why? Yes, a lot of people use social media. A lot of people do open, uh, you know, receive postcards. A lot of people read the paper, but not everybody. But everybody that you know, not only has an email address, but use them at, on average 17 times per day, per day. Email marketing, email marketing. Got it? So they, he says something that I completely agree with. It's most people are not going to read your email, but in order to delete it, first, they have to see it. In order to delete it, first, they have to see it. That's why you need to have this set up immediately, ASAP, so you can start developing that frequency and consistency with your buyers and sellers. It's all about positioning yourself as the expert of choice. You want to make sure that your system, that your marketing machine, like Elvis called it, all right, you want to make sure that once you have the opportunity to speak to that buyer or seller, they already know very well who you are. Remember the number one principle, it's much easier for people to do business with you when they call you instead of when you call them. They need to know who you are and your marketing machine needs to do that. That's why email marketing, it's an amazing tool for this reason. All right, very good, very good. So let me continue with the second question. I'm gonna share my screen right here. If you have any questions, let me know. Second question that I got right here. Hi Orlando, do we need to create a different email campaign for the people in my specialized, in our specialized area and keep it, or, and keep it more generic for a regular, for our regular potential clients. If I edit all the content to my specialized area, it might not get the attention or interest of people who live outside my zone. I'm still working on segmenting my list. Okay, very, very good question. And I said, Jose, okay, you don't have to edit the content for the specific area. Remember to work on the statistics. So this is, he's asking to edit all the content. So for example, if you are, focusing in downtown San Diego, right? You want to focus in, that's your farming area, downtown San Diego. Do you need to edit all the content in the black box, right? To appeal to downtown San Diego? No. What you want to do to specifically, you know, pinpoint, all right? Or, or, or go specifically to those people in downtown San Diego, the only thing you need to do is to create a weekly, manual content, which has the six things, right? What are the six things? Number of properties for sale, average price, average price per square foot, highest for sale, lowest for sale, and days on the market. One more time, you need to make sure that every single week you, need, you send to your farming area those six key performance indicators for your real estate market. Number of properties for sale, 
price, average price per square foot, highest for sale, lowest for sale, days on the market. It's all about frequency. It's all about being there every single week for your clients. Your clients in your farming area should expect your email, your market update in a video or written content. Every, in a video is much better. All right. Why they can hear you, they can see you, they can sense that you know that you're what you're talking about. Not only that, video guy, very important. Video not only allow, allows them to hear you, see you, and sense that you truly know what you're talking about, but by you creating the video, not only changes the perception of your target audience, the perception of your clients, but more important, it changes you. When every single week you devote a few minutes, it won't take you even half an hour to do the whole process, to analyze the statistics for your area, the six things we talk about, and to be in front of your, of your phone. You don't have to be very sophisticated in front of the phone and talk to the phone. Hi, uh, you know, this is uh, the, the market update for our area right here in Coral Gables. We're in Coral Gables in, in Florida, in Coral Gables. Right now, there are X number of properties for sale, average price, average price per square foot, highest, lowest for sale, and dates on the market. All right. If you have any questions about how to sell your home or purchase a home in Coral Gables, let me know. I have all the information you need to make an informed decision. We're here to help you. Expect our next market update next Monday. See you next week. That's it. You do it every single week. It's frequency and consistency. Two things, guys. It is important to have your marketing machine. It is important to generate leads. I get it. But it's even more important to do the follow-up. The breakdown usually happens in the follow-up. Most agents will do a follow-up two to three times, right? The average closing happens after the six or seven touching point with your client. So understand that usually the first five no's from your clients are completely automatic. They don't know you yet, right? You have, you have not put it enough, you have not invested on developing the trust enough yet yet so most agents are going to quit after the second or third try if you succeed if you keep going until the six and seven your chances of getting that appointment with the buyer or sellers increase on average 88 percent 88 percent meaning within the first five calls that you have with your prospect you have less than 12%, about 12% chances of getting that appointment. But after the sixth, after the fifth, it's 88%. It's all about the follow-up, which takes me to the second point. It's all about your mindset. As an entrepreneur, in this case it's real estate, but as an entrepreneur, you need to keep yourself mentally, mentally strong because it's not easy to get rejected five times. It's just not, nobody likes that rejection. But you, deci you decided to become an entrepreneur. And entrepreneurs are always looking for business. Granted, we want all that marketing behind us, right? To make sure that the more we do the marketing, the easier it's for people to do business with us, all right? Very, very, very important. All right, so very important that I said that. Any questions regarding that, please let me know. You are a little bit quiet today. Okay, Jose is right here on the line today. 
And Jose Sumba is somebody that truly, truly engages with the platform. Jose, you ask at least three to four questions every single week. So kudos to you. Now I know Jose very well. I've spoken to him on the phone. Why? Because he's engaging. And as a matter of fact, I think I have more. There you go. I have more, one more question from you. He says, love this information. Thank you. Do you think it would be smart to include the hood in the questions? Who is helping you make the buying or selling decision? So similar instead of who is anybody helping you make the buying or selling decision. So for those of you who are not familiar, remember there are five key pre-qualifying questions. What do you want? Where do you want it? Why do you want it? When do you want it? And how much? I went a little bit fast through this. Most of you know it. And if you don't know it, you can go to our pre-qualifying module where we explain to you exactly how to use these very powerful pre-qualifying questions. One more time, what do you want? Where do you want it? Why do you want it? When do you want it? and how much. Now, the question, if you want to include it, I said is, is, is anybody helping you? I don't know if, if, you, wanna, if you wanna turn on the, the camera, I'll, uh, we'll, we'll engage in a, in a little, oh, there you go, I can see. Very good. How are you, sir? Good, how are you doing? Good to see you, man. You're always engaging. Very good, very good. I'm trying, right. I'm trying, I want to. <laughs> so here's the thing. I like to stick to the five questions, right? Uh, because many times it's going to happen that yes, they are being held by somebody else. So I don't want to get discouraged because they're working with somebody else or they're talking to somebody else. And even if they are not, chances are that in a very, very, very close, you know, in, in very, very soon, they're going to contact other people. So I just don't want to, I just want to, I want my, my, my mind very clear, very focused on helping them and them seeing the value of working with me, rather than me being discouraged, or them thinking about, well, but I already contact somebody else. I see. Got it? My, what I was trying to aim it towards is in the selling decision. So do you have a partner or are there siblings involved that I would need to communicate if, uh, for, to see who's the owner? Okay, got it. Okay, so I took it completely. If you were working with somebody else, as if you're working with another agent. So that's oh. not the question. Your question oh. was, is there anybody else involved in the process of selling your home? Yeah. Definitely, 100%. All right? So I want to I wanna walk, walk you guys through the... I'm going to go inside right here. I want to take you through our pre-qualifying... Uh, guide and I want everybody on the line to download the pre-qualifying guide right here. Okay. Uh, Jose, can you see the board, uh, yeah. the dashboard? Can you see it here? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So if you guys go to the library in English, right. And then you scroll down and you're going to find the pre-qualifying questions for buyers and sellers. You keep scrolling down and you're going to find it right here. All right, one more, and we're going to find it right here. Okay, pre-qualifying questions for buyers and sellers. I want you to download that, guys. The first five questions are critical, but I want you to eventually, with a conversation with the client, make sure that you cover all these questions. I'm not asking you to do that in the first conversations because in the first conversation, because there's a lot of questions right there, okay? So right here, one of the questions, Jose, it's, is anybody else, all right, helping you? Does anybody else, anybody in the, does anybody in your family, it's also responsible for 
the decision of selling the home. And you're gonna find it here that we have all the questions for buyers and sellers, okay? Right here, okay? Very, very, very important, all right? So right here, interview the agent. Have you been working with a selling agent? How many members are your family? Okay, and then one of these questions, you're gonna find it here, all right? Very, very important. All of this right here, somewhere around here, all right? So yeah, so download that guy, guys. It is very important. I've said many times before, the pre-qualifying questions are key for you, not only to make sure you're working with somebody that is qualified, Jose, but more important that you don't lose time and get a lot of frustration in your business. Many new agents go through the process of not asking questions, just showing properties or going to the presentation because they're afraid of losing the client. And I'm not saying that's your case, okay? Just saying many new, many new agents go through the process and what we've learned through the years is that our time is very valuable. As a matter of fact, when I work with a client, I have a retainer fee of $495. If you wanna talk about real estate, about selling or buying a home, you gotta pay, you gotta pay me $495, which I'll give you back at closing. I'm not charging you for that. It's a retainer that I've always had for at least the past 15 years. What is that, Jose? It's a filter. If you're willing to pay the 495, it means that you are what? You're serious. Exactly. Right? Why? Because we've learned through the years that pre-qualifying is the most critical aspect of the process once you've done the follow-up. Because if you are not qualified, it doesn't really matter what properties I show you. If you are not really in the need of selling, it doesn't really matter what I tell you about the market. I'm just gonna waste my time and waste my client's time. Got it? So pre-qualifying it's key, not only to waste your time, but to make sure that you show, if it is a buyer, you show the right properties. And if it is a seller, you truly understand what they are selling. Got it? Pre-qualifying guys is key. One more thing, when you go to the doctor, they go to the same process, right? They're pre-qualifying you. What are they doing, Jose? They check your heartbeat, right? They check your weight. They check, exactly, they check your pressure. Always the same routine. They're pre-qualifying you. And then when they got, when you get to their uh, office, what do they do? They ask a lot of questions. Imagine if you go to the doctor, hey doctor, how you doing? Ah, how are you, Jose? Here's a pill. You haven't asked any questions, but you have, no, no, here's a pill. Would you take that pill? <laughs> no. Of course not, right? So understand that asking the questions actually makes you look way more professional. Got it? And if they don't want to answer those questions, that is a pre-qualifying process. As a matter of fact, my marketing coach, my marketing coach, all right, says the following. It is not a pre-qualifying process. It is a disqualifying process. Once you get a lot of leads, what you wanna do is disqualify as many people as possible. For those of you who wanna know, cause you always ask, my marketing coach is Perry Marshall, Google Perry Marshall, and I highly recommend, he has a book called The 80-20 Marketing and Sales Principle. The 80-20 Marketing and Sales Principle. I highly, 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 recommend that book, 8020 uh, Marketing Sales Principle by Perry Marshall. Please read that book. Very, very good one. And he says, you know, 
once you start generating enough leads, it's not enough. It's not enough. All right. To pre-qualify, we want to disqualify as many people as possible. Got it? All right, Jose, any other question? Off the top of my head, no. You're good. Perfect. Excellent. So let's continue right here. Keep engaging as you are. Very good. Right here. We're going to go to the next one right here. Oh, no, that there you have one. Uh, no, I think that we're answer that. Okay, Sebastian, which I think Sebastian is here today. And congratulations, Sebastian. You had a, a closing last week, a negotiation in the closing. Actually, I, I think it's about this one. He said, I hope you're having a great week in the middle of a closing deal. And I know you're already under contract. Very good. Congratulations, Sebastian. Uh, in the middle of a closing idea, and I'm working as a buyer's agent. We just received our inspection report, which overall turned out to be really good. There are some minor details, things, minor de detailed things that need to be touched up or fixed. And it's about $2,000. Guys, if it is $1,000 or less, do not worry about it, okay? Uh, it's very little. There is no inspection that is gonna come up perfect. There is always something to be fixed, even, even in brand new developments. My buyer would like to see if there is, uh, they're able to get a credit or renegotiate buying the buying price, especially that especially that we went in full price or purchase because of being the only property in the neighborhood for the sale with multiple offers and they, are, they really love the property. What would be the best way to renegotiate or ask for the credit? So I know you got lucky and I know that the buyer gave you a credit. I'm not gonna say exactly how much. I know it wasn't much, but they gave you a credit. So I said, hi Sebastian, $2,000 should not be a deal breaker. All right, so do, guys, do not let, do not let any deal, all right, uh, fall through because of $2,000, $3,000, $4,000. Negotiate, so I gave you here the option. The best option, if the buyer likes the property, is just to cover the $2,000 quickly before somebody else make the offer, and the seller is able to cancel the contract and counteroffer with a higher offer, which happens all the time. Uh, it's, it's on a style, right? It's a, it's a decision based on a style. Uh, my wife and I have been married for 14 years. We've lived in four different houses. My own case and my wife, we do not negotiate when we like a property, period. I like a property. I've seen enough properties in already. So when I see one that I really like and I want to move into that property, I do not, I do not make offers. I write a contract for full price because to me, it's not about the financials. To me, it's about living in the place that I really, really like. To me, it's more important the place that I'm gonna spend the next five, seven years, all right, than the little money that I can save. That is my own personal opinion when I'm going to live in a property. When it's an investment property, I, I negotiate the whole thing, and many, many times I don't get it. But if it's if it a property that I like, and especially Sebastian, as you said, it is a very hot market, we don't want to negotiate, but you have other options. As the seller for the credit, in this case, would have been very, very uh, uh, dangerous because if there is multiple offers, maybe he gets an offer that is over the listing price and that happens all the time, all right? So the, the, the seller might say no, try to get out of the, the, the contract and give it to somebody else. Ask the buyer and the seller to split the cost, all right? Okay, guys, the buyer, the Mr. Client, that, that's your, your client, you put a thousand and they put a thousand. Uh, we're with the lead. In this case, I think it was $1,500 uh, from the buyer and $500 from the seller. 
Uh, number three, work with the listing agents to reduce the commission and help the buyer. All right. And I just put here, by the way, $2,000 is very reasonable amount in the expansion. So the buyer should be happy. Very seldom an inspection comes out perfect. All right. So those are the different options. Again, it's very, very important to, and I think you're here somewhere, uh, it's very important uh, that, uh, very, very important that we communicate the value, if it is the place where you're going to leave, the value other than financial, right? Mr. Buyer, do you like the property? Yes. Is the market in this case hot? Yes. Let me tell you, they're receiving multiple offers, all right? $2,000, we're not that away. Are you willing to lose the property that you would like to live for the next five, seven, 10 years for $2,000? In my opinion, I wouldn't do so, but at the end of the day, you are the buyer. What do you want to do? And if they say, listen, I want to negotiate, immediately call the listing agent, try to negotiate with the seller, or if the seller is not willing to do anything, you guys should cut your commission, all right? Do not... Don't, don't start from zero again just for $2,000. That's my suggestion, all right? Very good. Carlos says, all right, Carlos worked with us. All of you know Carlos. Regarding Jose, Jose's question, number 31 from the pre-qualifying pre -qualifying guide, will anyone else be helping you make the buying decision? Thank you very much, Carlos. That's where we have the engineers working here with us, right? Very detailed, so right here. Number 31, let's go to 31. Whoops, right here, I don't think. Is it 31 or 34 you said, Carlos? Uh, let's see. Carlos, which one is the one right here? Which one is the one that you said? Uh, that, that's 31, let me, let me recheck. Okay, perfect. So it's gonna be one, it's, it's gonna be here, all right? So it's gonna be in the seller's guide. I'm gonna go back to it later once uh, Carlos recheck, but it's there, all right? I'm gonna keep going to the next question right here. Next question, I think I have one more question. You do not have to be the best in the world, but you need to bet the best in their world. Okay, what do you think about door hangers best versus postcards? All right, door hangers versus postcards. I have substituted uh, because of the cost of doing postcards. I have selected a market that I'm going to, I'm, I'm going, I have selected a market that I'm going to market for the next 90 days. I'm planning to spend two hours each day locating the door hangers throughout the neighborhood. What are your thoughts, Orlando? So in terms of marketing, guys, it's not one or the other. In marketing, it's the more we do, the more contact we have with the buyer or seller, the better. If you can do both, great. Next week, I'm doing a live webinar about expires, right? Uh, and, and for those of you who are getting it started, for those of you who are short of cash, expires are a great option, right? And I think I mentioned that last week. Uh, it's not uh, a part of the business that we want to work on long, long term because you can't replicate, you can automate the process. But if you need cash, if you need to make a transaction, if you need to close a transaction soon, there is no faster way than expires. No faster way. Why? They already said they're interested in selling. They put the house in the market. They already trusted an agent. And they already, what? Sign a listing agreement. The easiest people to convert 
the easiest people, I'm not saying it's easy, I'm saying it's the easiest people to work with, with is expires. They need to sell. Got it? They've been in the market for six months. Granted, I understand some expires don't need to sell and they have a very, very overpriced uh, property. I get it. But if you need to close a transaction, and if you ask me, Orlando, what is the fastest way to a closing? The answer is simple. It doesn't come only from me, from any other top agent, from any top producer. The answer is simple. The fastest way to a closing is contacting expires. Is that what I recommend you do long-term? Definitely not. You want to develop a database, a relationship with your database that is strong enough and big enough so you can have a lot of people reaching out to you instead of you having to reach out to people. Next week, I have this live webinar. Do not miss it. Expires. Why am I mentioning this? Well, it's that uh, uh, door hangers. It's a postcards better. It's not that one is better than the other. So if I call right now, for example, uh, Sebastian, right? And Sebastian is an inspired. He has no clue who I am. Now, if I send a postcard once a week for the next six to eight weeks, if I also put a, hand, uh, a door hanger in his property, if I send him an email every three days, by the time I reach out to him three, four, five days a week from now, the relation is going to be strengthened. Got it? So one, it's not better than the other one. If you can do both, do both, all right? If you can do the four of them, email marketing, social media, all uh, postcards, and don't hungers, and reach out to them, better. What you wanna do is all those things complement the conversation. They wanna, they wanna open the door and see your door hanger. They wanna open their mailbox and see the, the postcard. They wanna open their email, and there you are again. So the next time you reach out to them, remember, it's going to be six to seven times before you get the appointment. Those are the numbers, right? Very unlikely you're going to talk to an expire and they're going to give you the appointment in the first or second, second call. It just doesn't happen. It's just the nature of our business. Got it? Is it fun? I'm not saying it's fun, all right? But what's, what's better, all right? What's more fun? To go through the process and have the money? or not have any money at all, all right? So again, working with expires is what's gonna get you fastest to the closing. And if you need cash right away, you need to get on the phone contacting those expires. They show that they already are serious, willing to sell. They show they are willing to work with an agent and they show they want, they can work exclusively with an agent because they signed a listing agreement, all right? So I hope, uh, that helps you. So it's not one or the other. If you can do both, even better. All right. Uh, let's see. I think marketing 80, 20 mark. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, book it's uh, 80, 20, uh, marketing and sales principle, Martha. All right. By Perry Marshall, 80, 20 by Perry Marshall, go to Amazon. Very inexpensive. Highly recommend that book. Very, very good. I have it in audio. And I also have it in, uh, in book. You can go to audible.com and in audible.com you can uh, buy that book too. And you can listen to him explaining the process. Okay. Uh, very good. Let's keep going. Uh, Lola, I always divide the amount by the mortgage and the number. If so small, then people go for it. Uh, I always divide. Okay, Lola, I, I didn't get that one. Maybe I was talking to some. I switched the topic. I always divide. The amount, okay, exactly, very good. By the mortgage, now I get it. By the mortgage, and the number is so small, 
than the people go for it. Okay, so basically, if it is 306, let's say it's $2,000, right? $2,000, uh, right here, $2,000, $2, which is the cost for Sebastian's repairs in case of his client, by 360, we're talking about $5. Guys, we're talking about $5.55 difference. I like that, that, uh, that approach, Lola, very good. Thank you very much, all right? So just divide the monthly payments, usually 360, by the amount of repairs, right? And by the way, if it is within 4,000, depending on the house, right? But if it is within $4,000, usually the repairs is just normal, you know, uh, use of the property. Page six, question number 31, the guide of pre-qualifying sellers, buyers and sellers, Carlos put right here the link to it, all right? Very good, very good, yes. Perfect, Lola, you got it. All right, guys, so let's see, I think I think I have one more question right here. No, that's it, that's it for last week. Uh, maybe we have a shorter week today because it's Wednesday, all right? No, it's not that short. Any other questions, guys? Any other questions regarding your business? Lead generation, lead conversion, open houses, expires, figure of influence, right? Those are sources of leads that you need to be working on. What questions do you have to the count of three? What questions do you have to the count of two? You can get to the microphone. I don't think we have that many questions today for the first time in a long, long time. You're usually full of questions. All right, what questions do you have to the count of what? Ireland. Hey, Liliana, how are you? Uh-oh, somebody else is here, I guess. Okay, go ahead. I think it's, yes. that's, no, oh, that's you, that's you, go ahead. You first and then me. <laughs> Go first. Okay. Regardless of the pre-qualification pre process, that is very on time for me here because I am working with a, an investor that she um, was by herself, but now she's married. So now I am getting crazy, Orlando, because it seems like what she likes, he doesn't like. So I am going to review, and uh, thank you so much, because I am going to review this. I tried to, to talk with them after the showings on this weekend to get like a, a better idea on a, on a narrow, like a, to have them in the both, pay, both in the same page. Mm -hmm. But it was very difficult for me because um, it seems like what she likes, he doesn't like, and, and I don't know how to deal with that. And they're investors. Yes. Okay, so very important. So let's, let's get something very clear, right? And, and for example, in the closing for buyers, Liliana, when, I'm, when, when you are talking, and that's what we recommend to you, and when I'm working with investors, right? There are three things. In order to close them after they've seen seven to eight properties, usually the, our clients should not see more than eight properties. If they're seeing more than eight properties, we have not asked the right questions. So we're showing things that are not really for them, okay? So three things. Mr. Buyer, every single person that purchases a property sacrifices one of three things. It's either the size of the property, number two, the location of the property, or price. Got it? Yes. So I'm trying to make sure what's most important for them. So there are many important things. You know, I want to be, I want to be south of Fifth. I want to have ocean view, right? Yeah, okay, so if you want to do that, it's going to cost you between, you know, 9 to $11 million in South Beach, right? Are you willing to sacrifice the, the price paid $11,000? And if you want to be in Surfside, which is my favorite area in Miami Beach, all right, 
it's going to cost you a three bedroom apartment is going to cost you 17 million dollars all right so what do you want to sacrifice are you willing to sacrifice the price and pay the 17 million dollars i'm just exaggerating right or would you like instead of location facing the ocean facing the city or instead of being on the water being across the street from the water it's going to cost you about a million and a half across the water all right so what do you or instead of being a three bedroom can i be a two bedroom so in what why am i saying this because i need to make sure what their priorities are yes all right so what if it is an investor if it is an, a true investor the only thing they need to be concerned with numbers yeah it's return well, I don't like the area. Okay, so are we looking to live in the area or are we looking for a return? What's more important to you? Because, listen, we are from Mexico. I work with a client from Mexico about four months ago, right before the pandemic, five months ago, right? He wanted an address that said Brickell Avenue. And Brickell Avenue, for those of you who are not in Miami, is a very famous area close to downtown Miami, the financial district, right? And for, for some Mexicans, you know, that is important to have Brickell Avenue in the area, right? This is very luxurious, right? And he's in his environment, he's an architect, right? So in his environment, you know, having Brickell Avenue address, it was important for him. But he wasn't, wasn't going to live there. So he said, I want an investment. And I said to him, but this is an, uh, it's not the right financial investment, but it might be the right investment for you because when you bring money be people here when you uh when you say you have a, a property in Brickell avenue you know it can give you other other things so again liliana what you want is to make sure that you priority you have clear and they have clear what the priority is do you yeah. want to be in a nice area or you want to have a for example in Brickell avenue it's about two and a half return that's nothing but for him it was more important to have the Brickell avenue address Mm -hmm. Is that right or wrong? It's not either. It's neither. All right. For him, his number one priority is to be in Brickell Avenue. And that's okay. So, but what we want to make sure, and he said it to me, Orlando, I understand. I can get a better return in a different area, but I want Brickell Avenue. Understood. So what you need to make sure, Liliana, is to work with these people. What's number one? Right? Because you can get both. Right? What is it that you want? You want to be in Brickell Avenue? or you want a 7% return. Exactly. No, no, I want 7% in brick, 7% in brickle. You and I, Liliana, no, it's not going to happen. Yeah. All right, so I let him go, okay? It's, it's simple, it's very, very simple. Uh, for those of you who live, you know, I, I can't, listen, I want a four bedroom apartment in Fifth Avenue in, in New York and I have half a million dollar uh, yeah. budget. It's just not gonna happen. Right. Yeah, unrealistic, right? yeah. It's, so what do you want? Okay, do you wanna be, in Fifth Avenue, New York, great. Are you willing to pay the multi-million dollar properties? No. Yes, excellent. Then do, no, okay. Then we need to move off Fifth Avenue, or we need to be in a maybe in a, in, a, in a studio. No, no, I need a three bedroom. You can. Okay. What's more important for you? What's your number one priority? It is the return or location. Yes. Got it. No, she's very clear and I understand her because I have been working with her for a long time. So we okay. understand each other. But with the new interim with her husband, it's driving me like a crazy. That, then you need to be in that conversation. Okay, so we're here to decide, Mr. Husband and, 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 and wife. Okay, so what is, what's the priority for us? So when we go out, we find exactly what's best for you guys. Is it return or is it uh, location? 
uh, we're not sure. Okay, let's give each other chance, uh, time. But going out, all right, with two people that have two different goals, it's just a waste of time. Yes, I felt like that this week. <laughs> Thank you, Orlando. It, it, listen, and, and very importantly, again, it happens to all of us, all right? The important thing is to learn from it and make sure that we set the priorities correctly, that we ask the questions. I got it. You want the best location at the best price, when you know the, the best, uh, the, the biggest side unit. We got it. We all want that. But if you have to choose one, what would be the one that would be your priority? That simple. All right. All right. Very good. I don't know if Graciela had a, Graciela, do, do you have? Yes. yes, go ahead. Yes, still going back to multiple offers. I'm getting ready for an open house this Sunday, one to four, and they are already telling that they are not accepting uh, offers without seeing the property. I already lost two offers. One was full price plus a thousand, and we lost for someone who gave full price, but they got to meet the, the sellers because they stuck around when they, they were back home. You know, it was a big day full of uh, people watching the house. Mm -hmm. And then uh, my clients are frustrated. We've been working for four months and we can find anything they like. And when we do, there's like five, 10 offers on, on the property. And I uh, just wanted to see, maybe I missed one, but maybe someone has a good idea on how can we beat them, you know? What else besides lowering the commission, um, offering more? Uh, the last time uh, I went to, to show them a house, they already had five offers by the time we got there and, and they were not appraisal. Uh, they didn't have a contingency on appraisal. Mm -hmm. So that was our uh, another strategy that we wanted to use, but that was out of the table too. Okay, so, so two things, very important. So what's happening right now is that buyers are getting ahead of, of your buyer, of your client. Got it? That's what's happening. Yeah. Which is your, your buyers are getting to the table and they're already multiple offers, right? Yes. So what I suggest, and this is very inexpensive, all right? Number one, it's, this is for free, number one, is to set up, if you don't have it uh, already, I'm a, most likely you do, to have an alert in that area. Any new property comes to market, you need to contact the buyer's agent, the seller's agent immediately. That's number one, right? Yeah, well, I've been two, doing that. Very good. Number two, then it's just to write a letter and pre-print as many copies as needed in that area. All right. Mm -hmm. Let's say they're looking for a 3-3. So you're going to concentrate on the 3-3 and you are going to mail a letter to every single owner. I have a pre-qualified buyer ready to purchase a property like yours. As a matter of fact, we have already put offers in two or three different properties before and we lost them because somebody else got there first. If you're interested in selling, please let me know. We are ready to make you an offer. Okay. Got it? Yes. Other than that, there's not much to do, but you know, it's, it's a competition on the market and the price and, 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 and the price. That's it. Right. Got it. You got to be the first to get there. You got to be the first agent to get to the seller's table. That's simple to the seller's house. And one way to do that is through the letters. Right. And uh, is, is it a single family home or a condominium? It's a single family home. Yeah. But the so, thing is, everybody is, uh, is offering above asking price. You know, it's really hard. And it's not a matter of getting there first because they analyze all the offers together. Mm -hmm. So that's the, the hard part. You have to no, find... Here, here's the beautiful thing. If you send a letter, 
they're saving 3% commission. So not only you're offering full price, but they're also uh, uh, saving 3%. Okay. Right? So right. uh, again, when, we're, when that happens with my agents, one of the best techniques we have is sending a letter. All right? So, yes, I also had, we found a house that was not even on the market, but they had a realtor and uh, we offered to, to make an offer. And uh, even my client was paying for the commission, but they still felt that they wanted to put the house on the market and try to get something higher. And uh, of course they got the higher price, but they, then they had to pay 6% uh, commission. So I don't know why they didn't take our offer. Listen, hey, it's, uh, that's capitalism, right? The person that offers the highest price is the person who gets the property. So going one more time, we want to be first to market with our buyers. Uh, and a way to do that is with the letter. That's it. That's simple. And you got to play what we call the price game. That's simple. All right? All right. All right, guys. So 1124. I don't know if there is another. Uh, let's see. Ilaria, as colleges in your brokerage of our properties coming new to the market. Good one. Very good. I love that one. All right. If you work for a large brokerage, Graciela, ask your broker. You know, it's the, you know, to send an email to everybody in the, in the company that you have this buyer in that particular area that is interested in purchasing a property. They've made uh, multiple offers. They haven't been lucky on getting a uh, uh, the offers accepted and uh and if they have one very good i love i love that idea too right so that's uh that's another suggestion uh thank, thank you I think, I think that's 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 it for today guys remember very 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 important interact with us in the forum this is a short week so i will see you on monday any questions you have we're here to answer them if you speak spanish remember on thursdays my brother does the same session, all right, uh, for you guys. So we see you on Mondays, we see you on Thursdays, and we can communicate with each other every single day via the forum, all right? We're here to help you, help you grow your business, teach you how to generate more leads, and more important, how to convert those leads into more buyers and sellers. Take care, guys, and I'll see you next Monday. Bye-bye.